Welcome. You're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. It is with deep reverence to acknowledge that I live and work and play on unceded Coast Salish territories. As I hold space for you today, here is a reminder that my words are only a guide. You are the expert of what feels good in your body, mind, and soul. My name is Amanda Aaron, and I'll be your soul guide for our time together, guiding mamas back to Mama Earth. episode of the soul yoga podcast uh you're joining me from my creative feminine flow in my friday night bathtub first of all i completely had the intention of going for early morning walks and being able to uh, just channel just download what's on my mind what's on my heart for these episodes and that has just not not come to fruition, but um, you know, last week Friday I had my bathtub and had so much inspiration in my head, but just um, didn't didn't feel like talking, so I didn't record anything. And now there's so much going on, and I feel oh, I just need to talk through it. So. First of all, um, you know, I think this podcast for me is just this symbol of creative flow, no timeline, no deadline, you know, I haven't committed to doing weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly podcasts, just as the mood hits me, as the inspiration comes, I just listened to Alain de Poisson's uh, Sacred Roots podcast on her interview with um, Brenda and Sarah on their creation of an oracle deck oh I just felt so aligned to me um because okay so there was this pdf handout that I got about a month ago now which was like 12 ways to make money as a doula um without being on call 24 7 and one of them was like a birth encouragement oracle card deck um and I love writing and I love seeing my print. And so I'm, I've started to gather um, little phrases to create into cards and, uh, and create an oracle card deck. So Brenda and Sarah took about four to five years, uh, you know, and towards the end they both had a baby. And it was completely feminine-led, just spirit-led. Um, no timeline, no deadline. Not pushing, not hustling, but just allowing it to come and happen in its own timeline. And so that's, you know, exactly what I foresee. Working at a full-time job in the corporate world, that's, you know, any moment that I have myself that's not in service of my husband, in service of my child, uh, you know, doing work for the job that I'm paid to do, 
uh, it's in creative projects such as writing my book or now creating a birth encouragement um, card deck. Uh, and my my vision for that is not only childbirth, but the birth of creative projects like any woman out there who's writing any sort of anything, articles, fiction book, nonfiction book, um, a personal blog, any sort of illustrator or, um, you know, children's book author or illustrator or oh, so many other mediums like paint and um, sculptures, pottery, anything, anything like that, any big creative project um, that you may be birthing is just my heart is just to encourage you and to create these cards to serve as small reminders you know practical small reminders um, to set the intention for the day for the month for the year so it was one thing I'm really excited about another thing I had thought to um, share is just like oh, I guess my evolution as a mother and my evolution of bathtub time it probably was hmm, somewhere between when my baby was 12 to 14 months old maybe even like 16 months old um, so this would have been like last year summer or fall and we established um, a very routine schedule for our evenings. Um, my husband and I are both big fans of comedies and sci-fi shows, um, but you know, you can't watch it every single night if you want your creative passions to eventually flourish and bloom. Uh, so we carved Monday, Tuesday out for um, myself writing, for him drawing, Wednesday uh, playing board games, Thursday comedy sci-fi, Friday, I take my bath, um, and then Jonathan does something non-screen oriented. So whether it's, you know, figure out a board game or do some more drawing or, um, you know, work on something without an iPad or the TV. Saturday night, we watch a movie together, and then Sunday night has kind of been our flex night uh, for like a year now, but we're, we're realizing, you know, we're just not getting the progress that we want to see with our creative passions and so Sunday might become another night for um, drawing and writing and I remember before Forrest was 12 months old you know sometimes I would try and take a bath at night and uh, just this one night was just particularly hard on him and and you know he's just learning now at what 25 26 months how to fall asleep by himself at night um, and even nap time has been pretty much you know needing the boob to fall asleep and um, we've just gone with it you know if that's what he needs then fantastic we'll just let him have his own growth at his own pace so this one night was particularly rough for Forrest to fall asleep and I remember it wasn't until like 10 o'clock that I finally you know, could set him in his crib and pull myself away. And I think I've had about half an hour in the bathtub and then he was crying again and just would not, would not settle with Jonathan, just needed the boob time. So I got out of my half hour bathtub and 
you know, just didn't even shower, just came upstairs all kind of sweaty and disoriented and gave him his boob time and he was just really struggling to fall asleep and, and, and fall asleep deeply enough that I could put him in his crib and go back to, you know, my, my self-care routine. It wasn't until one in the morning that I was able to steal away from Forrest and just, you know, put him down ever so gently into the crib and go and have my shower and just kind of allow whatever had stirred up for me in my bathtub time to just be released and just go down the drain. That was exhausting, and I think for about like three or four weeks after that, I didn't even bother to have a bath at night. I was just like, you know what, I need this time to be protected, and if he's, you know, if Forrest is not ready for that yet, then I just can't have a bathtub. And there would be sometimes, uh, maybe two or three times after that, that um, I was interrupted, but you know, it certainly didn't take until one o'clock for me to finish everything and then finally crawl into bed. And I think, you know, some mothers out there might be feeling like, um, when am I ever going to get a break from my baby? Like, you know, just feels like they're on me the whole day, the whole night, like just needing that separateness of okay, this is my own body, I'm not being touched right now, I'm not needed right now. It comes, it certainly comes. Sometimes sooner than you anticipate and you grieve the loss of having them on you 24-7. And sometimes it comes after a long while and after a couple of hardships. Um, But the journey is always sweet on the other side. You will come through it. Uh, The final thing that I had kind of kicking around in my brain that I wanted to talk to, um, I'll just talk on this podcast, talk to any any listener, if there's anyone listening to this, is talk about the solar plexus chakra, the energy center that is behind the solar plexus bone, um, kind of a little bit below your heart is where I imagine it to be. So not quite the digestive stomach, but a little bit higher, maybe intestines, something like that. So this um, this place physically relates to yeah, both the front, like the sternum, solar plexus area, just below your chest uh, of the front body, and then in the back body, it's like your mid back, kind of like the low shoulders to mid shoulders, upper shoulders, that kind of that kind of area. So in the front body, it sits a little bit lower. In the back body, it sits a little bit higher. Um, and I've definitely, you know, constantly had shoulder issues. It's kind of where I bear my my stress and my body is in my uh, neck and my shoulders. Um, I think that's been like my whole life, even as a kid. And so I wasn't surprised when I saw that. Um, The reason why I was looking into the solar plexus, um, kind of that energetic field, that place on the physical body is, um, I've come up against self-doubt so many times. I even remember um, 
So in writing my book, it's uh, typing out journal entries starting at 2018, maybe a little bit earlier, and then 2019 until I got pregnant that July. And then going through those journal entries and just writing my own personal notes, like things I learned afterwards or things that came to pass or didn't come to pass and um, just kind of really how I learned about my own divine feminine within me, woke her up, um, so to say. And so going through the writings of 2018, I came across an astro brand reading with Leslie Tagorda of uh, New Moon Creative Co. So I, I found Leslie through uh, the Cosmic Calling podcast by uh, hosted by Natalie of Soulshine Astrology. And uh, Natalie and Leslie were talking about, you know, Leslie's way that she works with business um, entrepreneurs to really study their brand and their, um, their, both their why and the, the mission behind their business, but also the, the graphic and illustrative front um, face that you're showing your customers. And so when I was talking to Leslie, on a, a cursory call, she kind of said, like, okay, if, if your vision didn't come to pass, how would you feel or what would you do? And I was just, you know, went into a moment of despair and like, well, I guess that's it, you know, I'll sacrifice all joy in my life and I'll just be working at a corporate job forever. And I'll probably like totally go numb and have no more happiness. She was like, whew, like that is heavy, girl. Like, you know, this, this rock bottom despair if your vision does not come true instead of like, no, my vision will come true or another form of it will come true. Like I will not stay where I am and not by brute force, but just by faith of knowing that, you know, growing in, in the divine feminine, growing in the goddess knowledge of mother earth, um, you always move forward, you always evolve. You never ever stay stuck, you always move forward. Oh, that so just was not my, you know, automatic answer. And so uh, she kind of said, quite honestly with me, if you don't overcome this self-doubt, you will not see your vision come into being. Like your self-doubt is your biggest block to success. Oof, that is so brutal. So I knew that the solar plexus represents like confidence, like building that identity of I can do this, I got this, you know, faith and trust in the universe and the forces around you to guide you to where your deepest desires are. And so um, it's just interesting to me to see some of the things that you can do as physically, uh, physically moving your body is exactly uh, in Ayurvedic medicine what the kapha or the kind of thick body slow lethargic um, you know not decisive slow to make action that kind of characteristic needs the activation of truly the solar plexus so uh, physical movement to awaken um, and turn on the solar plexus is uh, like 
Kapalabhati, so this is the Kundalini breath of fire, um, a really quick, intense, in and out through the nose with a focus on the exhale, really pumping the belly in, the navel, you know, drawing the navel into the spine on every exhale, just pumping the tummy. And uh, yeah, that's always gets me a little bit lightheaded with oxygen, but it's total, you know, clears and balances out my whole energetic system. Um, a couple other things that was recommended, uh, honestly, were crunches, you know, to activate the core, to activate that area of your solar plexus in the front body. Um, jumping, jumping up and down, dancing to vigorous music, uh, running, jogging, interval hills training, um, type of running, um, hit high intensity training, all of those sorts of things um, kind of fire up the body for action. Um, and also something that I stumbled across just recently was about the nervous system. So there's both a yin and a yang to the nervous system. I didn't know that. I, I actually assumed the nervous system always meant the yin side, the relaxing, the rest. So in the body, the way that these um, manifest is yin is like digestion um, and breathing. So two things that happen automatically, uh, they're kind of always happening, they're, they're kind of in the back and you don't really have to do them consciously. And an example of yang, the active um, nervous system energy would be like getting errands done and um, you know making sure that um, preparation or planning uh, is done. So the opposite of procrastination. And then everything physical, like using your body to move your house, move boxes, um, do exercise, you know, the yang nervous system uh, is, is sparked into action when your toddler runs towards a busy street, you know, you pump those legs, you are active, that is the nervous system, the active part of the nervous system coming to life. And so, um, you know, again, if you're finding uh, just in your mood and your mental state, if you are procrastinating, feeling lethargic, like you've got to pump up your active, your yang uh, side to your nervous system. So here comes, you know, the Kapalabhati, a breath of fire and um, doing jumping jacks and like getting your physical body moving uh, so that your, your mind, your mental state follows suit, that they're right behind you, you know, ready for that big project, big task, whatever. So, needless to say, now that I have this knowledge, I've done nothing with it. <laughs> but, you know, even um, just have having fire around you, that symbol of activation, you know, lighting candles when you're doing a creative project or having a relaxing time to um, tell your body, tell your your internal systems, okay, you know, I might be relaxing right now in my physical body, but come on brain, like let's get those creative ideas out there and uh, the fire is the spark to creative flow. So you can have candles, you can light candles around, um, some invigorating scents would be like citrus. Um, let me see, what other things can I think of? Oh yeah, 
being in the sunshine. So here on the West Coast, we have just had the rainiest spring and early summer in all of my like 12 years of living here. And so it's been really hard on the mental, you know, mood systems of the body, just like very lethargic, very fatigued, uh, I find anyways. And this Tuesday happened to be a glorious sunny time when um, my husband took my son outside to play for a bit and uh, just took a break from my laptop and went on the deck and just lied in the sun and it was fantastic, just like completely recharged me and um, helped me to just feel totally positive again. So there's definitely other things like supplements and, um, you know, a ton of root powders in um, Ayurvedic medicine really point to that um, stimulating of energy and ideas and positivity. So there's certainly a lot more resources out there for you if you're really struggling with that. And reach out, you know, you never know what friend or what contact has a secret passion on healing or spirituality or prayer or whatever and we're not alone we all deal with these things you know it doesn't just rain over one person's house in Vancouver it rains over everybody's house like we're all feeling this so I'm sure if you reach out and share your struggles with someone you'll find yeah they're probably struggling with the same thing there's my bath time thoughts for you tonight and you go blessed and rested and at the same time full of inspiration and creativity to spark action in whatever projects you're working on sending loves and hugs and kisses thank you so much for listening